At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Hornquist keeps it free. Yandel punches one. Rebound. Uberno is robbed by Nelkovich. Puck is still loose. Natchez has got to get to it. He does and gets it out with 15 seconds left on the Florida power play. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold, and we are going to do some playoff shorts, if you will, because playoffs start Saturday with Boston and Washington getting their series in the East underway. Uh, we will preview each of the divisions separately. We will have an expert from each of the divisions on board for that. And we hope to have a little bit of fun along the way. But these are all going to be brief. Uh, the target is 20 minutes or less, something you could do, oh, I don't know, uh, just taking the garbage out. I'm not even sure what you're going to do, uh, but they're all going to be quick, and I appreciate your time doing this. And remember, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, uh, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Uh, so each each of these podcasts, will look at a little position group for the Hurricanes uh, maybe one other element, and then we'll get right into a conversation uh, with an expert that has seen their division play all season long. So we got a lot of stuff to do. Let's talk quickly about uh, the Hurricanes forward group uh, because uh, the Hurricanes need to get healthy here if they're going to have a long run. Um, well, there, there are other position groups that are also important, obviously, goaltending, uh, the, the defense with Jacob Slavin missing the last couple of games and Brett Hedekin not practicing on Friday. My guess is they're all okay. Uh, we talked to Brett about this on Friday, and Brett said, yep, he's fine. Uh, he also intimated that Jacob Slavin would be okay. But let's wait until they practice uh, before we start feeling really good about things. But to the Hurricanes' forward group and concerns, I wouldn't call them concerns, but let's just deal with what's going on. Uh, We know the top line is the top line, although the practice lines were a little bit different with Nino Niederreiter playing with, um, was it Nino Niederreiter? I think it was Nino Niederreiter playing with Sebastian Ajo and Tavo Teravainen. And the um, the line just a little bit jumbled up. They broke up Svechnikov, Ajo, and Teravainen. My guess is Rod always knows he can go back to that if he wants to, if he needs to. My guess is that we'll see that more at home than you would on the road. Uh, I think he is more apt to break them up on the road than he is at home when he has last change. Uh, But Cedric Paquette, Brock McGinn, Jesper Faust, Jordan Martinook, Warren Fogle, these become very important players during the postseason. Uh, I'm not saying the game is more physical, but teams are more likely to try and and be physical slash dirty with you. So you need to be able to match that. 
And the Hurricanes, as currently constructed, as initially constructed, uh, well, they obviously didn't have Cedric Paquette, uh, but they need that piece of their puzzle in the postseason. So hopefully Paquette will get healthy and get back in the lineup. And my sense is that uh, Rod Brindamore's druthers would be to having uh, Paquette, McGinn, and Martinook skating on a fourth line. It's not a line that's going to create a lot of offense, but it is a line that's going to create some havoc. So, again, I think that's the plan. Uh, I will say this. I've been saying this for uh, the better part of a month. I think Steven Lorenz is one of their best 12 forwards. Uh, But he might not get the nod if everybody's healthy to start the playoffs. Uh, But here's the thing. You rarely stay healthy throughout the playoffs. My guess is Carolina will need 13, 14, maybe 15 forwards uh, throughout this run to what they hope will be, uh, what, 16 wins and a Stanley Cup. I think you're going to need a lot. You're going to need a lot of these guys. So hopefully um, everybody will be healthy and Rod will be able to pick and choose who he wants based on the situation. Uh, But I think he'd like to go with a little bit of a heavier lineup, especially since the season series with Nashville has been so, well, at least the last few games, have been so chippy. And I think Nashville's plan is to, uh, you know, go right up to the line and maybe cross it in terms of physicality and dirty play because I think that's what they did in the two games in Nashville. Certainly a more desperate team uh, the first night where they had to win to clinch a spot. And I think they were even the desperate team on Monday when they seemed to go out of their way to make sure Pecorine went out in style. Uh, and he did with a, uh, with a shutout, which Carolina was really not, uh, not all that dialed in emotionally to play. So uh, we'll, uh, we have a, a fun series ahead of us. I think it's going to be a long series. I think the Hurricanes uh, will win the series. But, I mean... I kind of feel like this is going to go seven. I just don't think there's that big a difference between the two teams. I think if Nashville were fully healthy and we understand that they do have some bumps and bruises, we haven't seen Victor Arvidsson uh, the last few games, so we don't know if he's going to draw back in or not. Uh, But if Nashville is fully healthy, the difference between the Predators and the Hurricanes, in my opinion, is that Carolina's best is better than Nashville's best. Carolina's top line, let's just say at home, of Svechnikov, Aho, and Teravainen is better than Nashville's top line of Philip Forsberg and whoever's skating with Philip Forsberg and Arvidsson. Uh, but let's let's be honest, man. Uh, Duchesne, Johansson, these are more than capable, good players. Uh, Eric Halla uh, is playing on a third line for Nashville. We all know what Hall is capable of. Uh, Ely Tolvin, and these are this is a good hockey team uh, with Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis uh, and Matthias Ekholm. This is a, a Dante Fabro. They're a good team. Uh, and they have somebody who's going to be a finalist for the Vesna Trophy in UC Soros. So uh, this is not going to be easy. Maybe I'm taking a more cautious approach than other people. I have seen nobody pick Nashville to win this series, which probably should scare everybody. Uh, but I think the Hurricanes win this series, and I think having Game 7 on your own ice uh, is a is an absolute bonus, uh, and I think they'll have to take advantage of it. And I do think we're going to have twelve to you know 10 to 12,000 people in the stands, and will that make a, a difference? Do not know. 
but they need that. They they need their forward group healthy, and they need to be able to play a physical game. And I think, like, if you think Carolina is not interested in playing a physical game, then you don't know much about the way Cedric Paquette and Jordan Martinook and Brock McGinn and Warren Fogle and Jordan Stahl and Andrei Svechnikov and Vincent Trocek want to play. This is this part of their style. I'm not worried about the physical play. I'm not worried about it. But when you have a fourth line of Geeky, Lorenz, and McCormick, even though McCormick has fought, I think, twice since coming back, um, you just... It's, it's harder to match what Nashville wants to do. So fully healthy, fully operational hurricanes uh, are, in, uh, are in pretty good shape. Uh, so uh, with that said, we are going to start with the West when we come back. And when we do that, we will have Brett Hedekin, who does TV work for the San Jose Sharks. He's also done some stuff for NBC Sports and, of course, has his name on the Stanley Cup as a member of the Hurricanes in 2006. So quick break, Brett Hedekin on the other side as we look at the West here on our Canes Corner podcast shorts next. Welcome back to the Canes Corner podcast. I am Adam Gold. We're doing playoff preview shorts uh, for the next couple of days. All of these will be posted by Sunday and hopefully you'll have enough time. They're all short. They're all about 20 minutes long. No big deal. Um, a reminder, you can follow us wherever you get your podcast, rate us, review us, uh, give us the rating you believe we deserve. And I think if you are a regular to this, you know, we try to have fun and we try to give you the information you need, maybe some things to think about as, uh, as the season wars wears on. And we, of course, will be here after every hurricanes playoff game, uh, hopefully a lot more wins than losses. And if that's the case, then we're going to be here for two more months. That's the plan to do a podcast all the way through uh, the middle of July. Uh, all right, so with that said, Brett Hedekin, our old friend, now the TV analyst for the San Jose Sharks, is going to help us preview the West. Uh, I talked to Brett earlier in the week when the series, the, like the West even, hadn't even finished yet. We didn't even know who's going to finish first. Now we do. Uh, we know it's Colorado who, was, who won the President's Trophy. Uh, they will host St. Louis in uh, the start of their series. Colorado went 5-3 and three against the Blues. Blues playing great hockey down the stretch. Even beat Colorado twice in a row to kind of gain some playoff footing. So that could be a very interesting series. Remember, St. Louis won the Stanley Cup two years ago. Uh, Colorado is a major contender. Again, the best team uh, in terms of record in the NHL. Uh, and Vegas will play Minnesota, and the Vegas lost to Colorado toward the end of the season, uh, where they only dressed 15 skaters, and who knows if that was the reason why Vegas uh, lost that game. But that gave Colorado the tiebreaker and the, the points they needed to finish first. And for Vegas, here's what it means. You're playing a Minnesota team that went 5-1-2 and two against Vegas. Now, uh, four of those games were won in regulation. Uh, there were a bunch of overtime games, but Minnesota has had Vegas's number. 5-1-2 and two over the course of the season, and Vegas is a little bit banged up. Alec Martinez, Max Pacioretty, uh, both, uh, both a little banged up. Peyton Krebs forward uh, is done, I believe. Uh, so we'll see how that series plays out, but 
that could have been a costly loss for Vegas for salary cap reasons and otherwise didn't have their full complement. All right, so let's talk to Brett Hedekin, uh, who does TV work for the San Jose Sharks. And normally, uh, although not the last couple of years, normally we are anticipating a long playoff run for the Sharks. Not the case this time. Well, that's, yeah, it's unfortunate. Obviously, the Sharks are out of the playoff mix uh, once again, obviously, back-to-back years. And if you just look back at, you know, heading into the bubble last year, all of the teams that didn't make it into the bubble last year are the same teams that are on the outside looking in now heading into the playoffs. So, for whatever reason, the teams that, you know, couldn't uh, find a way in last year didn't find enough, you know, answers in that interim between last season and this year to find those answers and then get themselves back in a playoff scenario. Obviously the Sharks, you know, didn't, uh, was one of those teams and, and now on the outside looking in again. All right, let's get to the two best teams. I, I honestly, I think they're the two best teams in hockey, but uh, you're the expert on the, in the West division, uh, Vegas and Colorado. How do you parse the difference between the two? Well, it's going to be interesting. I, I think Vegas for me is a team probably to beat uh, out of coming out of the West. And I know Colorado is going to have a lot to say about that. And, Let's not even throw uh, Minnesota out of the mix. Yep. Uh, St. Louis, I know, you know, obviously Stanley Cup pedigree in a team that, you know, you just never know if they can lean back on their experience of going all the way and winning. But I think it's just not their year. And, and I, if I look at Minnesota and what they've done this year and the excitement in which they're playing at and much heavier to play against, they could surprise somebody if they get the right goaltending. But getting back to your question in Vegas and, and Colorado, I just think the Vegas Golden Knights, when they're fully healthy, and I think for the most part, um, obviously uh, Martinez is a guy that defenseman that's had a terrific year on mm-hmm. defense for uh, for Vegas, and you know coming off the pedigree and Stanley Cups, that, you know winning in, in Los Angeles, I think he's just been a real great addition. If he can get obviously healthy going into that first game, for uh, and the goaltending that they've got all season led by Fleury, uh, I think this team is going to be very difficult to beat because of the veterans that they have and just the way they play, the style in which they play. But getting to Colorado has the exciting first line. Obviously, Nathan McKinnon leading the way. Uh, Landis, Scott Grantonen, this is one of the best lines in hockey and could say a lot about how far they go with what that line does uh, in the playoffs. We're going to get to the matchups here in a second, and Brett Hedekin is joining us, analyst for the San Jose Sharks and NBC Sports. Is it fair to say that... At their very best, Colorado probably has a little bit of a higher end, but Vegas is comes closer to being at their best more often. Yeah, I'd, I'd say their their top end, that top end line for me, when you really see that line firing, firing on all cylinders, particularly Nathan McKinnon, very difficult team to beat, um, just because of the way they play. I mean, they. They, all three of those guys are big bodies. You're not going to intimidate them. You're not going to knock them off the puck in the corner. They can protect it in the offensive zone. Then you add McCarr, yeah. you know, Kyle um, McCarr out there on defense and the, the mobility that all of their defense have uh, in Colorado. That could be a, a tough matchup, too, for Vegas if these two teams meet in the uh, that Honda West uh, final. Uh, it's going to be a great series. I can't wait. I think the playoff losses for Colorado in the past Will those scars be enough to kind of help thrust them and get them over the top against Vegas? But the Vegas depth, as you mentioned, led by Mark Stone, their captain, Mm -hmm. and their goaltending, I think, and the stability that they have on defense, 
I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be one heck of a series if both those teams meet in the final. It's so funny. I mean, uh, I've seen lists about the best defenseman in the sport, uh, and Shea Theodore is on that list, and Alex Petrangelo is on that list. I mean, uh, Vegas has, they've got a lot of depth, but there's also a ton of star power uh, that I don't know if it kind of gets left by the wayside. Mark Stone might win the Selkie Award. Uh, you've got Max Pacioretty. I mean, they. I mean, they really are a loaded team in all ways, shape, or form. Who's going to be the goalie? Is it going to be Flurry or is it going to be Robin Leonard? Well, you know, the Sharks have the Vegas Golden Knights here tonight for their last game of the season, and you know, just looking at them, the last time we played Vegas to now, I don't know, five, six games ago or so, um, just looking at the stats from the goaltenders with Leonard and Flurry, where Flurry, his stats have actually been better over this last stretch of games in between our last game. I mean, his goals against have gone down. His save percentage has gone up. And, uh, you know, uh, their other goaltender, obviously Leonard, uh, Robin Leonard, his has have gone the opposite way. His yeah. goals against have gone up a little bit and his save percentage uh, has also uh, gone down. So I think, you know, ultimately, you know, Fleury, I would start with him. If, if, if I look at the body of work that over the course of this season, what Vegas did in particular, Marc-Andre Fleury, I think you've got to start Flurry this year and allow Robin Leonard to be the backup. But again, that's going to be a Pete DeBoer decision. And, you know, he's been known to, to throw wrinkles in the goaltending situation. So maybe we see Leonard. But if, if I'm the coach standing behind the bench, I'm putting Marc-Andre Fleury just because of the body of work he's put in this year. All right, we don't we don't know the matchups for sure because there are still a few games left to play uh, out there. But if it is St. Louis and Vegas, uh, Vegas has owned St. Louis, and Colorado has struggled against Minnesota. The uh, the Wild, um, I mean, it hasn't been easy. I shouldn't say they've struggled, but it hasn't been easy for Colorado. Um, what has surprised you the most about the Wild? Well, uh, you know, Kirill Kaprizov is a guy that, for me, um, what an exciting player to have come into Minnesota and finally make the Minnesota Wild exciting to watch. You know, right? I, I think it's a it's a guy that I think is going to win a Rookie of the Year this year. But for whatever reason, a lot of things have come together. Jordan Greenway, Joel Erickson Eck, Marcus Foligno. For me, pound for pound. This line can match up against any line physically in the National Hockey League. They're not going to be intimidated. They're going to, they're going to leave a mark. They're going to chip bodies all night long. And it's a, it's a line that I think is a difference maker for the Minnesota Wild. When you've got a line like that, everybody else, all the other three lines can then slot in and be another matchup against another line within who they're playing. And mm-hmm. I think when you've got Kaprizov, Hartman, I think, has taken a step up. Matt Zuccarello, what a season he has had. Obviously, he had some injuries early on. Then you got Kevin Fiala and Victor Rask, who obviously couldn't play in Carolina, but has found a little bit of a role there in Minnesota with Marcus Johansson. So, and then you got you know Benino, Sturm, and Bukestad, some some guys with some experience. Obviously, Bukestad not much as far as playoff experience, but with Benino, I mean, obviously a standing Stanley Cup pedigree with him. Yep. Um, they've got a real balanced you know, lineup. And I, I like their defense too. It's good enough to, to get it done. So this is going to be a tough matchup against, like you said, against Colorado, who hasn't had a lot of success against Minnesota. Should be a fun series. Final thing about the West before I ask you uh, about the league as a whole, St. Louis for much of the season injury, whatever has struggled, but they look to be uh, hitting their stride right now. Uh, and if you're Vegas or Colorado, 
What uh, what scares you about the potential of dealing with the St. Louis Blues in the first round? Well, what scares me if I'm Vegas or Colorado, whoever you know comes in first and is going to get uh, St. Louis in that fourth seed. Um, what what scares me is that they've struggled, as you mentioned, all season long. They've had so many injuries. Uh, man's game loss. I don't even know what that number is, but it's probably one of the top in the NHL. Um, and here they are, just squeaking into the playoffs. And they're a dangerous team because you're right. They're starting to find their stride. They're starting to get some guys healthy. And they have that ability to lean on previous playoff experience uh, of winning a Stanley Cup most recently. So, I, you know, that could be a tough situation. Will they be able to find lightning in a bottle? I'm not sure. Particularly when you, if, you, if it's Vegas, let's say, um, they're going to have their hands full with the Vegas Golden Knights, who I believe is really firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no question. Vegas, I, look, I, I love, I'll stay up late to watch Vegas and Colorado. I will absolutely uh, do that. Who comes out of that division? Um, you know what? If, if Colorado's defense can get healthy, obviously Samuel Girard got hurt uh, against mm-hmm. the San Jose Sharks a few games ago. I don't know if it's a high ankle sprain or what it was, but he's been out of the lineup. Um, you know, I think Vegas is just going to, they're just too good. I, I think Vegas comes out of that series, uh, the Honda West, and beats Colorado probably maybe in a seven-game series. Uh, that'll be a, an absolute classic. Uh, maybe we'll hear our guy uh, John Forslund on the call there. Uh, and uh, overall, um, if you had to give me two or three other legit cup contenders, who are they? Well, I, I want to say Carolina. I, I, you know, watching all the teams play this year, but every time I sat down to watch a Carolina game, I was impressed at the level of energy they played and the pace at which they play. I think they, they could maybe shock some people this season. Um, Pittsburgh has been a team that's been interesting to watch, but I, I really like the Washington Capitals. I, I think that the players that they've added the last couple of years, um, Peter Laviolette, I believe, he's really going to get that team firing uh, here in the playoffs. I think Washington's going to be a definite Stanley Cup contender. And then I think Toronto and Edmonton are the two teams I'm really excited to watch in the Scotia North. Obviously, Toronto um, has had a great season, but Connor McDavid, for me, is just so fun to watch. When is he going to take that next step for the playoffs, right? When is he going to take that step where he's going to dominate a playoff series and put his team on his back, which he's done all season, but can he do it now in the playoffs? I'm going to really be intrigued with the Scotia North and who comes out of there. But I think Toronto and Edmonton will be the most fun to watch. So if I could uh, uh, just go through this, you have Vegas in the West, you've got Washington in the East. My guess is Toronto over Edmonton, or would you favor Edmonton to beat Toronto? It would be awesome uh, if Connor McDavid could get into a semifinal. Yeah, I, I think I'd love, I'd love Edmonton. I'm going to, I'm going to, well, I should probably say Joe Thornton with Toronto. I mean, I'd love to see him maybe win a cup, but right. um but I think I think this could be a year where Edmonton finds a way. I'm gonna I'm gonna call Edmonton just on a gut feeling. And uh, and the fighting Rod Brindamore's out of the uh, out of the Central. You know Washington, Carolina, or you know Carolina finding a way to get to the, the Stanley Cup final. I think is a possibility. I really do. I, I think I love the way they play as far as a four man a four line team and their defense is durable. And so I I think that could be something that could carry them uh, here in a Stanley Cup playoff run and. I, I like Carolina potentially for uh, a Stanley Cup final as well. You're not biased uh, in favor of your friend Rod Brindamore, are you? Uh, probably. I'm a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, uh, I, I think Florida and Tampa Bay are both great teams, yeah. and Tampa is going to be tough to beat without question. But 
you know, maybe this is Carolina's year to take that next step uh, in the way they played all season long. And man, they've been really consistent all year. So I, I think that could really benefit them going into the playoffs. And so, yeah, I'm biased. But I'm also going on what I've seen this year, too, and Carolina's been one of the best in the league. Brett Hedekin, you are the best. I appreciate your time. I can't wait till we can all travel next year and we can see you in Raleigh uh, for a Sharks-Hurricanes game. I can't wait, too. I always love coming back to Carolina, seeing the great fans there, the Kaniacs, and always seeing guys like you and the, and the people around that team. So I look forward to it as well, Adam. For my money, the two best teams in the NHL are in this division, Vegas and Colorado. I put Tampa in that category too, but we'll uh, talk about the Lightning in a little bit later on. Um, Vegas is, I've said this before about Vegas. I said it to Brett. I believe that Vegas is uh, high end, not quite as high as Colorado's, but Vegas's uh, back end is more traditionally strong defensively. Um, Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, a healthy Alec Martinez. Uh, this could be, I mean, to me, those are the two best teams, and we're going to see them in the second round. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Uh, thank you for hanging out on the Canes Corner Podcast. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. If you need siding, if you need roofing, if you need windows, aluminumcompany.com online for a free, no obligation estimate. Thanks for hanging out on the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sportsfan app, and you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.